What if you could trust yourself and go for what you desire in your life, even if nobody agrees or understands? What if you could choose something, anything, take away what works for you, leave behind what doesn't, and simply keep going? You are the only one who can do what you do and be what you be, so don't hold that back from the world. These are the brilliant words of Kalpana Ragaraman, who has a dance company called Kalpan Arts, is a worldwide facilitator of access consciousness tools and classes, a multilingual communicator, and so much more. You are invited to join us in a beautiful conversation about the gracefulness of the universe in contributing to you and the creation of your life in this episode of Guilty of Heresy, Choice and the Willingness to Simply Keep Going. So welcome everyone to possibly another episode of Guilty of Heresy, but uh, being the heretics that both Kalpana and I are, um, we will do what we do with this recording. So there you go. Um, Kalpana, thank you for saying yes to sitting down with me today. And for those of you listening, if you're not familiar with this podcast or what the heck does heresy even mean? Heresy is basically the willingness to choose your own point of view about anything, no matter if uh, it matches what people around you think or not. So uh, the kinds of guests we have on the show talk about everything from suicide to um, relationship to religion and their willingness to see the world and things in it the way they choose to see it. So with that as sort of the introduction, I'm very, very honored to have Ms. Kalpana here with me today. And um, welcome, Kalpana. Hi, Marnie. Thank you for having me. And hello, everybody. Very excited for this conversation. Yeah, me too. So I don't even know the time frame anymore uh, of when I met Kalpana, but we met through Access Consciousness and um, have, you know, been part of different creations and things over the years. And um just have to say she's one of my most favorite people in the entire world and I mean that she embodies for me what the energy of this podcast is about is her willingness to show up in life as she is and kind of just with yeah hi you can have whatever point of view you have and I have this one that we can still be in the same place together so here we go so um with that yeah, with that, um, Kalpana, I would love to just know more of your story. So can you talk to me a little bit about where you were born, your family? And um, I'm also interested in, was there any kind of spiritual, religious type influence in your upbringing? And if so, what was that about? Absolutely. So I was born and raised in the Netherlands to, uh, as you can see, <laughs> blonde and blue eyed. Fit <laughs> uh, right in. Um, so exactly tall that would be the only thing that like fits the dutch you know physicality yeah. um to south indian parents my both my parents are uh, first generation um i have an elder brother who's four and a half years older to me and we yeah i was born here and raised here went to school um, all that my dad traveled a lot for work so i always say that my brother was kind of my he was a bit my guide in dealing with the different worlds that we both lived in. We had a Indian life at home and a Dutch life outside. And um, I would say like managing that, working around that, playing with that and figuring that out. He was a very important influence in my life. 
Um, and my parents are both Hindu. So our family is Hindu, was raised with Hinduism, which means mostly that they would uh, celebrate Indian, you know, Hindu celebrations uh, and also do events at home like singing or chanting and uh, also would um, had moments that they would do daily prayers but never really we were both kind of fluid and I think I was more curious about religion and spiritual stuff than my brother in general um, so we would just kind of like be curious about stuff and just join. My mother also had Indian dance school and Indian dance is also very much connected to Hindu mythology and stuff. So it kind of leaned into my interest because of that as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that I, I think I was five or something. And my parents used to go to this kind of ashram where they used to sing and I would even lead singing sessions while I was five. So I was kind of part of that, but it didn't, I can just remember it didn't mean it was normal. It was something that was there, but it didn't didn't mean anything is kind of what comes when I think about it. It was just part of life. And there was a real clear thing, like you do certain things at home and you speak Tamil, but you also speak Dutch with your brother. And we also speak Indian because many South Indians speak English at home. It being the colonial language, um, somehow part of, you know, normal talking and a conversation and Dutch outside. And there were very different worlds. And I would transform my friends would say you would you go through the door and you transform and then you go through out the door and you transform so there was this chameleon like way of existing that was normal to me from the beginning um wait so would yeah. you say that was always so that was just easy for you there was no you just did it definitely not always easy <laughs> okay i think so, i think yeah. it's easy it was easy till i had learned that it cannot be easy <laughs> so like, it was a natural way for you to be but then it was supposed yeah. to be complicated so you had to make it complicated something like something that. like this yeah. more with teenage uh, teenage um you know hood what do you call it teen hoods in my teens you start to you know who are you where are you from are you indian are you dutch and you know here i was the brown girl and in india i was the dutch girl and i was like hey i'm both but I'm neither so that was confusing and challenging um and at the same time that kind of flow in and out was something that was really easy for me and I think that um you know identity crisis thing is also something gets with age where you start to define who you are and what you're into and what you right. should like what your friends like so it was a lot of that I have to say I went the last three years of high school I went to an international school which was by choice because my dad um, had an option of maybe moving for work and there was no real need and he said if you want you can join and there was something in my world that said you should do it I loved my friends they felt betrayed when I left them uh, yeah. but I really chose something that I was aware of would contribute to my world and it did it was a really great exploration of life because there were people from all over the world and you're 16 and you meet people from all over the world and you're at school it was a very rich experience yeah 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 that's very cool so what are from your adult self today looking at that whole experience what were some of the major gifts for you in all of those elements you just talked about I would say one is a very practical one my mom would always speak Tamil to us which is a South Indian language and my mother tongue and I know that in her like tenacity of not giving up her language she gave me 
a language that has given me a lot of connection to people and connection to my roots, if you want to call that uh, that. But it's allowed me to, you know, language allows you to connect with certain things and people. And I know many people uh, of my generation whose parents didn't do that. And they're like, oh, my God, I wish I knew I spoke Tamil the way you do. And it's really a huge gift. It's really made a huge difference into my teens, but beyond. Like even now, I... People don't know if they would speak, hear me speak Tamil, they think I'm from there. And not always, but mostly, you know, and it's just right. been a really great gift. Also, being raised with three languages makes you just very good at languages. <laughs> so I pick up languages really fast. And it's um, there's something with languages that's really been always easy for me because of that. You know, if you're raised with three right. languages, there's this ease with languages. So that's part of that. Um I also think that there's this idea that you have to choose, you know, one of the two worlds. And there was a moment in when I was 17 or something where I was like, hey, wait a minute, I have two worlds that I can choose from. Why would I have to choose one of the two? Why can't I just choose both? And that choice really opened up something huge for me. Yeah, that was a huge gift. And I also think my parents, I mean, both my parents were and are very spiritual so there was always a seeker thing in their in their life they would go to do reiki and go to some retreat and i would just hop along with everything and just like you know taste all the stuff that they were into and it was something that really also opened me up to different experiences from a very young age so that's definitely something that's a gift yeah would you say with the religious things was it all just curious and as you said you know tasting the different things was there ever anywhere where you were felt like you did have to choose one thing or felt uncomfortable with any of the things or what was your personal experience with all of that I mean I used to when I was uh, when I was growing up I used to wear bindi which is like the red mark yeah. and it was something that for my parents was just like yeah you do that you know that's what you do and you're Hindu and you're our child so it was something I did and I was teased for it and I was you know I went through a lot of um bullying and all that because I was the only colored girl in school and I, then I had this fucking dot on my head you know so <laughs> it was it, it made me very strong to deal with judgment let me say um yeah. and there was one moment where I just start, I was like, I don't want to identify with this. And I chose to stop wearing it. And my dad had a really hard time and he would keep going, oh my God, put the thing on, you know, look terrible. And I'd be like, nope. And that was really something that I chose. And I really stuck to that. And my mom was a bit like, do you have to, like, can you not just do it in, at home? And I'd be like, nope. <laughs> so those were the, yeah, you make your choices. And I think that I was quite old when I chose it. I think I was 20 or something. So I don't really feel it was a complete fuck you, you know, right. like yeah. hiding. But it was something like, hey, I want to be free from this identification that is not necessarily me completely because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in Hinduism. I know a lot about it also because of my dance. I also went to study anthropology and I don't have to identify as this. So it was a freeing for myself from that which can be a gift, but that can also be like a burden. Yeah. So were there certain, because when you're saying all of the things, I mean, it's very eclectic. It's very diverse from early on. That seems like a thread through your life of everything, yeah. everywhere together all at once. Right. And um, knowing how kids can be in school, I can imagine some of the things that that um, was for you. 
And so was there, are there certain things, either tools, elements, choices that have contributed to you having that sense of empowerment to be able to have that clarity at 20 of, I'm not doing this as a fuck you, but I'm just not going to do this anymore. And other choices like that. What are the elements that sort of cultivated that in you? I think there is a con, there was, um, at some moment there becomes this constant thing of who are you that people ask at you or project at you that either tell you who you are or they're asking you to to, to define yourself and give that to them and that was really confronting and I hated it and I struggled with it a lot and I think it also made me conscious of things that you might not have been conscious of if you are from one country and living in that same country or culture so I think it sharpened my uh, investigative nature hmm. um and my curiosity about who the hell I am, yeah. <laughs> which is a kind of a deep existential question. And at the same time, a very practical question. So right. I think that kind of like allowing myself to, I'm a bit of a nerd. So big one actually always have been. So I would just, you know, I would, I went totally full on for Hinduism. I went for Taoism. I went for all stuff. Like I was really into being curious and then just diving deep into something. And then I would get all I need and I'd be done. And I think that was because there was this constant, like, who are you? Where are you from? What's this? Blah, 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 blah. So I think that that tool of, well, let me, in a way, allow myself to get educated on who I want to be and what yeah. interests me and what kind of the sparkles that make me curious that I then allow myself to investigate was uh, somehow unconsciously but as I speak somehow a tool to give myself the chance to create myself instead of being defined by what people tell you yeah being mm-hmm. able to kind of extrapolate from the different things so yeah. you you said your environment cultivated that sort of um being a seeker and that was I guess almost okay because that was it was a thing in your family where they yeah. did similar. Yeah. So yeah. would you still call yourself a seeker? Is that something that's lifelong or has that shifted? I think um, I don't. I wouldn't identify with that. I'm a curious person. I'm always, you know, ready to learn about stuff. Uh, that's why I call myself a nerd, maybe also. Um, I'm more of, maybe I'm more of a finder now than a seeker. <laughs> because there's not this oh my god I don't know I want I need to know something and uh, I did have that I really did you know I went to India and I I went to temples I went to ashrams I went to meditate like I did all that stuff I did I went for it and as a seeking from a seeking place of like who am I and what is this and where am I from and I think at some stage all of those um, experiences started to come together where I was like I'm also have a clarity that doesn't have maybe like one word to it yes see myself more maybe as, as somebody who's just curious yes. yeah so you yeah. can include things still in your world but there's not that drive to try to fill some sense of lack or find something that's missing or very well said Cause, yeah because I think that was for sure many years that it was all about like it was like a struggle this who am I thing and I went through different phases inside because I really enjoyed my my ashram experiences and yeah. my you know, going to temples and pilgrimages and whatever else I did. I went yeah. for it and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't do it as a punishment or it wasn't like, oh, maybe this. It was really like, I'm into this. I'm going for it. Yeah. And 
I gave myself that space and my parents were also very non-Indian about that and gave my me the space. So that was really cool. Yeah. So, so were there pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moments for you where that shift occurred from the looking to fill some lack versus being just at ease with yourself? I think and- I... Um- I think the international school opened a lot of ease for me. Mm. I don't think I was aware of how more comfortable in my skin I could be till I chose that. Because I was good in school. I was, I thought, you know, you think you're good till you're like, oh God, can be greater. (laughs) And I think that's where I was like, oh my God, these are people like me. They're all, you know, have traveled, have different influences. So that really opened up like a relaxing into some like, Mm this instead of this um, really created a big um, sense of relaxation and kind of allowing myself to be yeah I love what you're talking about because it's it's um you know you you hear the saying kind of it's always it's never the thing it's the energy behind the thing but you're really illustrating that beautifully with the still being willing to be the nerd who wants to learn and find out things and be curious and explore but that's a very different energy from the have to, have to, have to. So yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that one, and also at some moment I, I, I went into this, um, I went into this Osho ashram, which is an Indian, very controversial guru, which yes. I loved about him because he was very crazy, extremely interesting and uh, controversial. And that those weeks there really made me go. I questioned everything about myself, but not from a, questioning doubt but from like really like hey do I really do I want to get married do I want to have kids do I really kind of going into this deep place of myself and I really that opened up a big space for me I would call that a very pivotal time in my life Mm. yeah and I get that especially um with conversations about heresy what you just said about do I want to this and actually giving yourself the permission to look at things for you I mean that's not something most of us are taught from our families to our cultures, to our education systems, to whatever. We're not actually, many of us are not given that information that, hang on, just because this seems to be the pathway of life that everybody seems to just fall in line and do, what is it for you? And yeah, yeah, Yeah. the willingness to explore that and be, tell yourself the truth of whatever comes up with that kind of a a big thing. Definitely. Yeah. can you talk to me about your dance things? Just because I love, I really don't know a ton about all of it. I know that I love your pictures that I see and the energy <laughs> behind all this dancing. So what, yeah. so yeah, just anything. How did you kind of, I know you mentioned already as a kid, that was part of things. So what, what's your love for it? What have you done with it? What is it for you? Yeah, it's very relevant actually with all this conversation actually. So it's cool. Uh, so my mom, was one of the first who had an Indian classical dance school and she was performing a lot even when she was pregnant with me and she was teaching. So I was raised in this kind of environment where she was teaching and having shows and I started to perform at a very young age. And it was really a thing that for me, it was like, you know, and I dance and oh, and, and I have a show and we have a rehearsal. It was very normal. I was a terrible student. I was very, very naughty. I would be in the back making jokes, getting in trouble all the time, getting kicked out of the class because I was being, you know, I was distracting all the other kids and all that. But my mom was very smart because she would, I would come to her at like 6 p.m. when she would start to 
dinner and I'd be like I want class and she'd be like no I'm gonna cook now and I'd be like you don't even teach your own daughter you know and I was like I still remember <laughs> it was a real little one and then and then in class I was naughty but she and later on when I started to get more curious from my own desire not because I had to or anything I'd be like oh my god you should have been stricter with me I would have been better now my mom said oh no I knew that if I would force you I would lose you and mm. I knew you'd ha I'd have to allow you to just do it your way and then inside that place so she was super smart yeah. um, and that allowed me to have choice with dancing and like I said it was just such a normal thing in my life I never would have imagine that you would want to do that full-time I used to say it like oh my god who the hell wants to do this all day you know terrible and then as I was growing older and as I was yeah you know in this seeking thing of who I am the dance was a very good um, way of also investigating that I used to mm -hmm. in summertime we would go to India to visit family and my mom would always go to her dance teacher and I would go with her and as I was growing older and started to become more capable as a dancer I would join her in her class with her to you know with her teacher and join as well and learn stuff so I became really part of that artistic journey in a way for her as well and she was teaching so I would sometimes teach when she was ill or when she was on a holiday then I started she would have annual school performances I started to lead those and you know organize so I was really like in a very organic way getting a lot of leadership skills and experiences with the dance in all kinds of ways and as I was getting older, I started to realize I really enjoyed it. Um, then I chose to study anthropology, which is like the weirdest thing that you could ask a South Indian Brahmin parent to accept because it's like, what is that anyway? <laughs> and, and I remember my grandfather was visiting and he was like, becoming an, become a real estate manager, uh, you know, become an engineer. What? Anthropology? And my dad being like, leave her alone, let her, let her choose. And that was really, my parents were great. They let me choose. And in anthropology, I did research about dance. So that led me to go uh, to India, study more dance and research more dance and actually choose dance from a very, from myself, from that like thirst for knowledge. And yeah. that really set me off first doing a lot of classical work, also in the States and in the UK and a lot in India and then in Holland, organizing my own tours, doing everything myself and dancing, and then started to create contemporary work, blah, 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 blah. And basically those are all choices that were super weird because a lot of people would be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, I'm a dancer. And they'd be like, okay, but what's your real job? And I'd get so upset and I'll be like, oh my God, people don't get it. It's hard work, which it is. Yeah. So yeah. I went, that was a lot of like weird choices with anthropology and dance. And um, at some moment, I, after my master's, I, I did some research and I worked for a while at the university doing stuff. And then dance really was like, choose me. And it really, I chose to go for dancing. So awesome. and now I have dance. Now I have a contemporary dance company. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Can I ask, cause I love when you talk about your life and the way that you create it, there's seems to be such um, an ease with choice to be able to choose. And I, I see a lot of people struggle with choice from either not giving themselves the freedom and permission to choose because they've got all these responsibilities or these other people that they want to make sure are okay with everything and, or that they need to take care of or whatever, or they choose. And then rather than being able to say, oh, I gleaned that from this choice, but I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm going to go over here. They either have to stick with it or they have to judge their choice. And we do weird things with choice. So can you talk about, is it, have you always had ease with choice? 
is the first part of the question. And if yes, then give us a glimpse into your <laughs> world with it. And if not, give us a glimpse into your world with it. Because yeah. how did you create that? Um, it's a question that people have asked me recently a lot. And I'm really also like, I think there's been this that curiosity thing that I was speaking about. There's some kind of fire that I've always had where I just went and did stuff. And I did that with dance. I would perform. I would, you know, I would collect all my money. And then I would that money go to India to learn dance again. And there was this, this inner drive is the only way I can put it mm. where I was very aware of judgments. And I think because I was dancing from young age, I got a lot of weightlifting with dealing with judgments, but I was also definitely very much like all of us, you know, succumb to it. So I would be like, oh, you know, they said I don't have a real job or, you know, blah, 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 or they hated my show and all that stuff. Right. And it didn't make me stop from choosing what I wanted to do. And I think that's the thing. I definitely had hundred thousand moments of doubt or am I ever going to get anywhere? Am I hallucinating? I'm an idiot. Why would anybody want to see me dance if that lady's shoes much better? All that stuff. But yeah. somewhere, somehow it didn't take me off choosing whatever was turning me on and exciting me. That's the only way I could, I kind of can see that. Like there was always this fire of like, just keep going. Yeah. So let's, let's, Fast forward to you recently started facilitating Choice for Possibilities classes with Access Consciousness. I, for one, was like jumping up and down and excited because I um, adore how you be in the world. And I love, I love, I just, I love it. That's the way that it. So um, what has that added to your life? And what it, what's that, what have been the maybe freak out or challenges? And then what is, the awesomeness that it's adding to your world also yeah definitely both <laughs> and still I have moments as it, of goes, as it goes yeah as it goes um I mean huge energy like just yeah. like this whole universe of energy that has been added to my life and I remember just after Gary asked me and it was announced I literally would be like in the middle of the day, like, okay, I need to lie down. It would just be like a wave of energy that of receiving. And I would just be like, I need to nap now for 20 minutes. And so really expanding my world to kind of include that energy of access in that very different way than I had related to access in a way till then, uh, receiving Gary and, you know, like access as an energy in the universe more. I don't know if this makes sense at all if I speak this yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and also kind of like seeing what I had asked for in a way of what I can contribute to the world through whatever I be and do and going, okay. So when he asked me, it was such a no-brainer. I was like, yeah, of course I want to facilitate that. And there was kind of super cool, no doubt in my world that I, that it was like, oh my God, you're asking me, how can that be? It was more like, holy shit. Yes. And of course then like, oh my God, oh my God. What's like the day, now? <laughs> especially the day that he asked me, I walked through the city all day and random moments would be screaming like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> excitement and horror at the same time. Um, and so it's been a lot of receiving, also a lot of receiving people's excitement and um, gratitude like yours yeah. and true encouragement, which has been like, wow. And also 
so beautiful. And of course, people's why her? What did you do to get it? Like, you know, who did oh, you I'm sleep? Sure it's all it's it's all of it, right? Yeah. It's all of it. But it's been a lot of receiving and a yeah. lot of trusting, but more than anything, really gratitude for Gary trusting me and knowing what I'm capable of and perceiving beyond what I am even perceiving. Yeah. Um very much and uh seeing the future like really perceiving the future changing with that choice that he made and that I made. Yes. Yeah. So you know yeah. when you ask for something and you truly ask for it and you're truly choosing it and you don't even necessarily know maybe the words or the specifics of what you're asking or choosing. You just know it's bigger or it's greater or it's more yeah. or it's different or it's something. And you're yeah. saying yes. And yeah. then it shows up. And most of the time when it shows up, it, you had no idea the way it was going to show up. And then it's just all, you know, can be super intense. Were there any um, pivotal moments, choices that you are aware of that opened up the space of this? I think the, um, the keep on going without it looking like anything that I had decided it had to look like a certain amount of people in class or um, acknowledging or getting validated or anything by anybody. Like, I think there were moments in time that I was like, keep on going girlfriend just like keep on going and I think that one has actually yeah. been yeah because I had a lot of people coming to me going when are you going to facilitate CFP and I'd be like or COP it was called sure so and right. I'd be like I don't know ask Gary you know it would be I literally had a, a lot of that or people coming to me after a body class going why don't you facilitate an advanced body class and I'd be like yeah ask Gary like it was something that I was like it was in my world but it was also like yeah I can't sit, sit here wait for that I just have to create and keep going so I think that choice of not and I wasn't busy with it that way either but it would you know people would ask or that energy would pop at some moment and I would look at it and I'd be like that would be fucking awesome I'd love that and I'd keep going so I think the keep going thing yeah. um yeah. and I mean it's 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 a it's a really a roller coaster everything changed like with that I my own access business changed a lot. My dance company that was already exploding before exploded even more. Uh, it's changed everything, but it's also kind of like allowing that yes that I said was like a yes for something different for the whole world somehow. Totally. And and that yes really changed. I I allow I allowed and I am still allowing that yes to change whatever needs to change. And it's like I am really in a roller coaster because there's moments that I wake up I'm like, do I have a business? It's like, is there yeah. something? Do people know I exist? And other moments I'm like, holy hell, you know, it's so busy. So it's all over the place. And not having to control that has been the the yeah. key. I'm I'm grateful for you sharing that because it's in the midst of um, me not knowing all of your personal journey with all of it. It was so, I, I woke up one night and I was like, oh my God, Kalpana is everywhere. That was my sense of, you just, oh. it just matched exactly what you just said about, well, she's everywhere in the world. And I could perceive your choice. And you just oh. put words to that and, and really super cool. And I love the keep going. And I also love that, um, the not controlling it, but leaning in, and these weren't your words, but this is how I perceive what you said, the leaning in yeah. and embracing all of it. And I, I was listening to a podcast with a lady uh, named Neri Oxman, and she was on the Lex Friedman podcast, and she was talking about a company that she started. So she just gets tenured at MIT, which is what everybody wants, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. And 
she quits to start a company where the whole premise of the company is what if we could grow everything? What if we could grow cars? What if we could grow iPhones? And literally what if everything was grown, not manufactured? And she knows this company is centuries into the future where it's going to be creating what she desires to see in the world. But she she talks about those mornings of getting up and going, what the hell did I do here? What the hell am I doing here? And yeah. Lex asked her, what do you do with those moments? And she said, I embrace it. You know, mm. I lean, I am, I am, she this is a paraphrase of what she says. I'm so happy that I get to be frustrated and overwhelmed in this way. How lucky <laughs> am I that I get to have that sort of, this is so much bigger than yeah. I get to. So anyway, I add that as a, another Beautiful. story, your story of yeah. just the, the beauty of going, oh, this is what's up. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to embrace and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And also really, I have to say, Gary, Dane, Simone, they've been such a space for me. Like mm. that, like I would just be like, sometimes I'm like, wow and I'll just tap into them I'm like okay or I'd let leave you know be like hey guys and it's not even been that often they're they're like will you just call us like I wouldn't and I'd be right. and Gary like, you're being very very lovely and you're so appropriate and kind but you can't you know use us more and I was, and for me it's more like I don't want to bother you guys and they're like no you know we love to contribute to you so it's it's been amazing they've really been they're being they're giving me this energy that has helped it as well and cool. Yeah, it's just been a lot of things in my life seem to like come together with all the stuff that I've learned over the years and I can put that into action. So yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. I love that because it is, it's, I, my perspective is when we're willing to choose and keep going, things that don't seem connected at all, all of a sudden you're like, wow, the universe so knows what it's doing. Truly, <laughs> truly, truly, like, truly. It's you like, couldn't oh, have orchestrated wow. You could not have put it together That's if you were the best organized controlling planner in the universe. Exactly. You're just like bing, 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 and the universe is like chubbing. <laughs> really yeah. exquisite yeah. timing and exquisite everything. So I totally agree. And yeah. it's it's really where you know it's definitely not all like oh my god, hallelujah. It's also like ah, yeah. oh my god, and I don't know how, and and I don't know a lot of things. And it's also like I don't know certain things, but I know. And that's what is like, also like I can trust and lean into that. And that's amazing. Mm, I love that. I don't know certain things, but I know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, Kalpana, thank you so much. And I, I just a final question. If you were, if you literally had, you know, 60 seconds and the whole world's attention, what would you, what would you want to say? Wow. Trust yourself and go for it. And nobody has to agree or understand and ask for those who do, who do to show up to contribute to you and just keep going. Yeah. You're the only one who can do what you can do. So, and can be that energy in the world. So don't hold that back from the world. Be that gift. So my friend, thank you again. Where can people find you? They want to know more of yeah, everything from dance to access classes to whatever else, where can they find you? Yeah, 
It's my long name, kalpanaragaraman.com. I'll put and it in the thing. I'll put it in the comments. Thank you. They'll be like, uh, and my dance company, which is kalpanarts.com. So yeah, that's where you can find me and my shows and my classes and everything else. So yeah. Well, thank you again. And thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Marnie. Thank you. Bye.